0: Well, welcome to the show, and we've got to start off with one quick housekeeping uh, message. What's that? I guess you would say. Uh, This is, as we're recording this one in 2023, this is the first year in a long time, minus COVID, the COVID year, of we didn't have a getaway.
1: Yeah, kind of miss it.
0: Absolutely, because it would have, like, just happened. Uh, So we would be talking about, here's the show that we recorded while at the getaway, and... Not this year. (laughs) Not this year, but... Mark your calendars, June 13th through the 15th of 2024, which is a Thursday. We start in the afternoon. We wrap up Saturday night late with our dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you on Sunday, it's Father's Day again. So happy Father's Day way in advance, way in advance. to all you fellas out there. Um, but mark your calendars. Come join us. We're in the DFW area back at the Marriott, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, Westlake I think they changed their names. Yeah, they changed the name, but uh, more information will be coming out uh, in the coming weeks and months on registration costs and everything. But mark the dates June 13th through the 15th, 2024, and come join us in the DFW area and get away with your spouse and a lot of other passionately married couples. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show, though. Yeah. <laughs> this is Dr. I'm Dr. Corey Allen alongside my wife Pam, where we're having honest conversations to help curate and cultivate the space between you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. And where we're heading today in today's episode is we're going to talk about a phenomenon I see all the time with clients, and even in our marriage All right. at times, absolutely, because we'll will be real life, personal, plus uh, a little clinical today. Um, but there's a phrase that I, that I love to use when it's talking about the way we interact with each other as, as couples. And sometimes it's, we overreact to our partner's overreaction.
1: Fair. Yes, I can see. Yes, we do. And so today, okay, that'll we're, be fun to talk we're about. going
0: to dive into that phenomenon or that concept of what's going on, what are some of the factors that help contribute to this, and then most importantly, what do we do about it? And then on the extended content today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at passionatelymarried.net forward slash academy. And if you use the code SUMMER23, when you sign up, you get your first month free. If you join the academy or masterclass level on the monthly level, you get a chance to taste out what the academy is all about mm-hmm. and get the extended content one month free. And so take advantage of that. But we're going to jump into Jay Shetty is a author I came across uh, last year. Mm -hmm. And he wrote a book called Think Like a Monk. And now he's got eight rules uh, for love and life or something. I've I've worked through part of that, but I haven't read all of it, but it's a, he's a modern day monk is is the way you'd think about him. And he's got a fantastic story, but he has four E's is this formula for a relationship. And he has four different words that start with letter E and we're going to dive into what do those, what are they? And what do we think about them? And this is what helps create a good relationship in his mind.
1: It's interesting for a monk who, you know, this show is about marriage. A monk to be giving the relationship
0: well, We can explain his story keys, more in the extended right? content. I realize
1: relationship is more than just marriage. Well, but
0: he is married, though. And he lives in New York City, so he's no longer a monk And he did three years mo- okay. at a monastery. Uh, and for okay. health reasons, he had to leave. And then okay. he picked up life, but he's tried to keep a lot of that same... Uh, characteristics in his life today. Interesting. And so all that's coming up on today's show. So we tease this out at the beginning that um, a lot of what happens in close confined relationships is I will say something, you will react to it, I will react to your reaction, and off we go. Right. Yes, and so I can
1: see that's it could be a normal on cycle. On
0: extreme circumstances, it becomes overreactions to overreactions, which then you're on and, on and on and on and on and on. And so, this is one of those things that what I think about. We to set the stage for this, we probably need to give some of the people. We've had a lot of influx of people lately that mm-hmm. have found us mm-hmm. uh, via Instagram or YouTube or just regular listeners that mm-hmm. are, you know of podcasts that have found us, and. We need to set the stage of some of the general concepts we believe here, at passionately married, mm-hmm. um, because one, we believe that marriage is designed to help grow us up. that I think it's an institution, a character a relationship in, implemented by God, a covenant, that is a mirror of other things, but one of the primary purposes of marriage for the two humans, in my mind, is just to help you grow up, period. I mean, what better way okay. to do that? then be faced with somebody you love and will drive you crazy.
1: All at the same time.
0: Or will overreact to your things that you say or or believe or like, and they'll have an overreaction to it, and then you'll overreact to that, and off you go. And so happily ever after is a myth from Hallmark and Hollywood, but we believe, biblically speaking, God cares more about your character and your wisdom, and so marriage is designed to produce conflict to help you grow up. That's the point of it. Secondarily, we also believe that everything you do in marriage communicates.
1: Right. So the common thing that people typically come to you and say is, "Well, we just don't communicate. We can't communicate. Right.
0: We can't. We can't communicate at all. We have trouble communicating."
1: Yeah, and your response typically is, "Well, you're communicating just fine." Right.
0: You you, you, j- you, you just, just you don't like other, what they're saying. Can you make each other mad? Yeah. Well, then you're communicating just fine.
1: Right. You just don't like what it is being said.
0: You don't like the messages being delivered Mm -hmm. and you don't like having to handle that message because a lot of times it goes up against this preconceived, idealized, this is what relationship will be. So therefore, I mean, I'll I'll use this in my example in in our world. Um, I have a lot of different times where. I fall victim to, you'll have read my mind, so that you should understand what I'm talking about. Like we were out this past week on a vacation, just you and I, and I'm outside grilling, and you come outside, and I say, hey, did you bring the knife? So I could check the doneness of the steaks that I was grilling, and you're, did you ask me Bringing you know, that, did you see? Because I was just thinking, well, I'm out there grilling. She will have paid attention that I'm out there grilling. She'll think ahead, think, I wonder if he wants to check if they're, if they're done yet or not. <laughs> and on and on it goes. And I, I can fall victim to, you'll just pick up on and perceive right. what's going on in my world. And therefore, you'll be proactive to be helpful therein.
1: Yeah. And I don't, it doesn't happen. Uh, no, it doesn't I happen. I didn't know you wanted a knife.
0: <laughs> it doesn't happen. Um, so there's that, but then there's also the idealized, uh, we will, we have the same dreams. We have the same wants, mm-hmm. we have the same desires and on big global scales, we do, we have a lot of the same kind of dreams, but the nuances within them are vastly different mm-hmm. or the time frames are different. And so anytime I say something that's, Akin to, hey, let's go do this in the long, you know, in five, ten years, and you're not fired up about it like I am. I can read that as you're not on board. You've changed your mind. You don't want to be a part of this at all. You might as well. We might as well get divorced and end this whole thing right now. That's an overreaction.
1: Total overreaction. But
0: it's part of what goes on in our brains because reality does not line up with idealized. Mm -hmm. And reality also doesn't line up with how our relationship began.
1: Mm, true
0: right so true. when you first meet and fall in love with somebody you are actually high the brain produces a chemical that creates this obsessive longing feeling and so it's akin to being high that's where you see the people that are newly yeah. met newly met and newly in in relationship and they just fawn all over each other all the time mm-hmm and you're like, wow, I just wait, that, that'll wear off, right? Because we right. all know it, but right. we love it when we're in it. Right. And so those are natural components and aspects of every relationship. And so when those two worlds collide, as far as reality versus what goes on in my idealized and my conceptualized relationship, there will be conflict and clash, both between us And within me.
1: Yeah. And you don't see that early on. You think that, well, that won't be us. And then here we go. Right. So now where do we go?
0: Where do we go when I react poorly? And then as this evolves, we have it on various levels and scales. Because we get to where the newness wears off. The shine is gone. Different things, simultaneous lives start aligning and being conflictual against uh, alongside each other, yeah. and some of them are so small on the scale; it's not a big deal, right? It's like, oh, well, she doesn't like to do this this way. I like, okay, and it's just like, okay, no big deal. It's a simple little fix. It's just I'll take care of that. Okay, right. This is like what we talked about two weeks ago with the overfunctioning world. Even
1: even there, sometimes they may be simple, but over time, I think those little things. Feel like a big deal.
0: Absolutely. Well, and that's the kind of point I'm I'm setting up is that it adds up when you stack those on top of other things. Mm-hmm. It's it's no wonder the the dam breaks, and what it broke over is not what the real issue is. It's the little things that you've just let go, not said anything, swallowed, caved to keep the peace, etc. Sure, And this is why Jennifer Finless and Fife uses the phrase, resentment most often comes from cowardice.
1: Because I won't speak up. Because
0: you didn't speak up about the little things. And it doesn't mean you get your way. Because again, this is simultaneous lives going alongside each other in close proximity.
1: Yeah. And, well, and speaking up about little things doesn't mean you're um, ugly about it. It just mm-hmm. goes to speak to um, things that matter to you. Mm-hmm. And those can be addressed reasonably Mm -hmm. on small scales before a dam breaks, right? Right. And all 30 topics come out at one time.
0: Right. Okay. And so this sets the stage for how the normal everyday life is ripe for possibilities of overreactions. Okay. Because you have a world going on that is different than mine. Again, idealized versus reality. Because we think, well, we'll be in lockstep. We'll see things the same. We got the same experiences. We, you know, rather than, no, you're a higher desire in some areas. I'm a lower desire in some areas. And we flip those in other areas.
1: Well, in reality is I'm not with you 24-7.
0: And
1: if I'm not with someone 24-7, I have other things going on.
0: Even if you're with somebody 24-7, you have other things (laughs) going on.
1: Correct. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Even if we're in business together, Mm -hmm. I have different goals and aspirations. We see things differently.
0: And oftentimes, shockingly, we are wired differently to where the things that speak to the deep parts of me are not what speak to you. They could freak you out. Yeah. Right. The dreams, that's the one we talked about in the past is I'm the dreamer, quote unquote, of the big grand scope of things. And you're the devil in the details kind of woman. I am. And those can be incredibly conflictual mm-hmm. because I can see it as dream killers and you could see it as pie in the sky. Why don't you live in reality?
1: <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. It, I can totally see how those two come at, they're at odds. Right. Yes.
0: So a lot of times what causes our overreactions are different frameworks in which we go about life and relationship. That's kind of the the basis for our initial reactions, as well as you can compound it with timing, situation, Mm -hmm. circumstance. Because you know, if you have a tense situation, circumstantially, um, you're traveling, watch, watch overreactions happen in airports.
1: Oh my goodness. Watch
0: them happen at train stations, subways, across the board, where it's just It's already a heightened anxiety situation.
1: Yeah. You're you're not in control of when you leave, how you get there, how Mm -hmm. you get through security, any of that. And when you're not in control, those situations even more so set people on edge.
0: And then we attach a meaning to how our spouse is reacting or not reacting Mm -hmm. compared to how I am reacting. I'll take it as, why aren't you taking this serious? Rather than, well, you just don't care about it as much as I do, or you're more laid back about it, or it's more casual or whatever it mm-hmm. might be. There's a there's varying meanings going on. So they come from the fact that we have different lenses through which we view life, filter what comes at us. Because again, this goes back to what we talked about last week with Deborah Felata on the triggers that come into play, because our spouse oftentimes will trigger our past. Mm. Cause they're very, very similar to our past. Otherwise they wouldn't have made enough sense to be in a relationship with to this depth.
1: Accurate. Yeah.
0: Well, I know you didn't miss episode 626.
1: No, I did not miss it.
0: <laughs> because you don't miss episodes. Mm-hmm. Particularly when you get on the mic with me every yes. week. Um, but if you're listening to this and you did miss the episode 626 with, with Chandler Rogers, which was entitled, you need a Tribe." um, This is your chance to go back and listen to it. Chandler's story is an all too common one. He struggled with chronic porn use and because it's all too common, that's affected a lot of marriages out there and a lot of people out there, but he and his wife overcame it and created a group recovery program called Relay, which now in turn helps other people quit pornography usage and any kind of chronic issues that you can have. There are groups that are available that help you walk through this so you're not alone. So in this epith- episode we debunk the myth that your spouse could be your accountability partner to help you quit porn and we show you why may- you need a peer accountability group instead like Relay to help. So get go to listen to it soon, use the link in the show notes and go straight to Relay or try the reco- and try the recovery program. Chandler made this to help people quit and overcome the different things because what it also does is it helps you strengthen and deepen your intimacy in your marriage which we all benefit from when we can realize that's a natural occurrence that's going to happen. And then there's another component we have to add. What's that? And this is where we get too dug in on the thought process that my memory of an event is golden and completely accurate.
1: Uh, That's too close to home right there. (laughs) Okay. Right. I mean, I get proven wrong on my... Thought process of the accuracy of my memory. Right. But you regularly. think it's accurate. In my world, it is. You
0: are completely locked in. And and this is one of those fascinating things about the fallibility of our brains. Mm. And this is something I think universally people need to understand. And there was actually a study done. Uh, they called it the Space Shuttle Challenger Study. Okay. So this, the Challenger uh, exploded in 1986. Mm-hmm. And so what they did is there was a couple different uh, colleges at that time that had professors that the day after that happened because it happened one morning you know, there was school kids all around the world.
1: We were watching they watched it, it in it happen. junior high, yeah. yeah.
0: I did not. I, my school didn't. I, yeah. I missed I missed out that day apparently. Um but the when we have these vivid flashbulb memories that these professors, they took their students and they had them with their own handwriting on a piece of paper write down where they were immediately after that happened. Okay. So they've got okay. an accurate accounting. I of wrote
1: it, it myself. Yeah.
0: Written down. Then they came back three years, five years, 10 years later, found those students and had them recount orally and from their memory, where were you? Hmm. You know how many of the oral accountings of their memories matched what was written when they compared the two?
1: I'm going to say none.
0: 7%.
1: 7%.
0: (laughs) Accurately remembered where they were and what was going on when that happened.
1: On a big event like that.
0: Absolutely. But it even gets deeper because 50% were wrong in some major detail. 66% were wrong in every major detail. Okay. And one student, this is what's so great to me, one student actually said, I know this is my handwriting, but I could not have possibly written this because that is not where I was when that happened.
1: They didn't trust their own handwriting to no, say here's were so what I was, doing.
0: On their memory was accurate as they look back on it, than when they actually what wrote about what it was, when it happened.
1: That's nuts. Or they know they were just a habitual liar.
0: guess <laughs> <laughs> that's a possibility, I'm not trusting too. myself. That's a possibility, too. I was really too. skipping
1: school that day, and I wasn't going to put it in writing.
0: Yeah, that's a possibility, too. <laughs> but it's, but it, it's a great confirmation of how, in married life, you talk about a recipe for a disaster just waiting to happen of I don't remember it that way. Hold on. And then we start digging in on the fact fighting missions Mm. of which account is right Mm. rather than it's two separate accounts that are both also fallible in their memory and recalling of it.
1: Mm -hmm. It, Yeah. And if I'm going to dig my feet in my heels into whatever my belief is, Mm-hmm. And not even be open up to the spouse. Wow,
0: which that's the overreacting. Yep. yep, right because it's something was said and then immediately it becomes no, that's not what. And now all of a sudden you change because look at the way this unfolds uh, communicatively, right? Just on the on the process of a conversation. Mm-hmm. I bring up a subject. Your reaction can either kind of like improv can stay with the premise <laughs> and keep rolling with it and keep it on topic or what often happens is we change the topic oh, even subtly
1: so now we're often rolling about what's not really the issue
0: we're often rolling about the account of the memory rather than the issue okay or the fact of it you know it's like remember that time when we were driving along and that thing happened no, we weren't driving. We we were riding, and you know, and now all of a sudden we're talking about the facts of that rather than the premise was a recounting of an experience as a whole, mm-hmm. not the nuances within it, right? Or hey, did you okay. pay that bill? You said I was going to, you know, and now all of a sudden it's a this is this is where it just so easily becomes your reaction or my reaction if you're bringing something to me can change the topic, yeah. And then you can overreact to that, not recognizing the reason. Part of the reason you're overreacting is I changed the subject, and you didn't even recognize it. But it feels off. The brain's aware enough to know something just was avoided, something was dodged. There, well, Something well, don't
1: you have times think of that? You get to the to the paying the bill comment. Okay, I've got a spouse that in our relationship they maybe are the one that pays the, all the bills, mm-hmm. but I've got some bills that are habitually late. hmm Well, they asked me about a bill. It's really easy to get to that topic and say, oh, seriously, it's late again? Right. And then you're off on that tangent. Now I we're mean, on the character assassination you, and, well, and qualities, can, you can if you You can see will. It, it's not like as a spouse... you're you're just pulling something out of thin air because you want to. You may not even be trying to change the subject. It's just that triggers the next topic, right? I mean, topics trigger another topic, mm-hmm. trigger another topic. So how do you get to that next point of pain and and address it cleanly and not make it a overreaction?
0: That's yeah. That's a great question, which we're going to head to in just a second. I'm um, going because, too fast. No, no, no. Because that's that's. But but you need. I want to account for or acknowledge a component that you just made a yeah a statement within that is incredibly important in this concept too, which is you take a action or a statement or a reaction from your spouse personally. I bring up the idea of oh yeah hey that was late again, and. You could have the just as a sigh, as a reaction. Yeah. And I hear that as a direct hit at my character, which I take personally, then rather than. And it
1: may be or it may not be.
0: Right. But it's, but usually our reaction of taking something personal is because there's hints, if not some percentages of truth built in that it is true. I am habitually late with paying for things, for example. And or, I'm
1: mad at myself for it, or I'm not.
0: Right. And so it's, it's recognizing that's what becomes uncovered in these dynamics, particularly in the confines of a marriage. Because it's inescapable mm-hmm. in some ways. Because we're going to step on each other's toes. We're going to find our mixed messages and our best intentions that we don't follow through. One of my favorites that I think of with this example is... Um, When I was in college, looking back on all of this, I realized my mother uh, really loved to express love with things. So I would come home for visits to see you and then secondarily them, um, because we were dating at the time, with usually something for me, a a shirt, a jacket, something that she had found. It's like, oh, that, he would love that. And so, but then I also could oftentimes hear, hey, money's really tight Be careful what you're spending because they helped fund some of my money of room and board Mm -hmm. while I was at school, which, like, wait. And so I'm looking back at that going, why are you getting me things if money's tight?
1: Right. It was a double message there. That doesn't make sense
0: to me. And so those are the things that get exposed in us. And if that's brought out, we don't usually, the best in us won't like that about ourselves sometimes Mm -hmm. because it's like, yeah, that's a, I need to do better there. And so you can kind of beat yourself up over that and then let alone your spouse try to do the same thing with a sigh or a look or a statement or a direct accusation that has some truth in it. Mm-hmm. And so what do we do about these things? Well, the first thing you have to recognize is, is it personal? Or okay. is, could, would we be better off by staying on topic. And that's where both of us try to become more collaborative in the sense of, wait, 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 we're changing the subject. What you're you're reacting to could be valid, and maybe we need to do this later, but that just changed the subject.
1: Yeah, maybe we need to circle back.
0: Yep. The other is, I am responsible with soothing my emotional bruises. Whatever reaction I interpret as an an attack, an assault, a dismissal, whatever, that's a bruising of my emotions.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Of you're of your doing intentionally or not, it's still a bruising of my emotions. Mm-hmm. So I am responsible with soothing that. If I can't soothe my emotions, I need to control my behavior.
1: If you're not good at soothing your emotions, how are you going to be good at controlling your you behavior? Looking, Those seem one and the same to me. They
0: are, but this is the point of doing the work after the fact and separating that out to realize Okay, if I look back at how that all went down, I got mad, I got hurt, and I attacked. Well, I could separate that out because there are ample opportunities in my life to be hurt and I don't attack,
1: mm-hmm. to be
0: disappointed and I don't lash out yeah. or blame. I have opportunities where I have done that. What's different about those? Mm-hmm. And you start just recognizing that work of, wait, and then you can maybe keep it on task because if I'm hurt... By a a reaction you have, I could maybe do, wait, that hurt. I don't want to keep going because my my tendency is I'll lash out and make this personal. And I don't want to do that anymore. And I I take a time out for a second. And in our instance, I go get a glass of water. That's one of our codes we use all the time. I'm going to go get a glass of water, which basically means both of us need to be quiet. I'm going to actually go get a glass of water, drink it, and then I'll come back to this conversation. Or I'll drink another glass. And another class, And some days are, or, we are well hydrated.
1: Or I go into the camper, I get you a knife and I come out and I say, you realize that was an awkward conversation, right? You realize you never asked me for a knife, right? Right. Yeah.
0: Right. And at least you went to go get a knife when you weren't angry, because that's that's a whole different thing if you're, <laughs> if you're doing that. But if you can't soothe your emotions, you control your behavior. And then this is the biggest one to kind of add that other question you had of, if you can't do one, how can you do the other? If you can't control your behavior, do you look at, you got instances where you don't do well controlling your behavior? Shut your mouth. Hmm. That's one of the best things you can absolutely do. When you get heated or hurt, shut your mouth. It still communicates something.
1: It still communicates something, but at least then you're not spitting out knives.
0: But here's the thing that's so fascinating about this is if what you're really trying to, tell me if this makes sense as we kind of land this ship. If you're trying to communicate what I was just communicated about hurt me, and my tendency is I react in kind to make sure it's known, but it's not landing. If your tendency would be, I could be real uh, vocal and volatile and expressive. A surefire way to really deliver the message of your hurt is don't do it the way you normally would. You take on yourself differently yeah. and you communicate it differently, which could just be that really hurt. I don't want to keep this conversation going for a moment. And you excuse yourself. You talk about freaking a spouse out, most likely, if that's total 180 of the normal way you guys would go about these things. Because then you're both now faced with addressing yourselves Mm -hmm. before you address each other. Mm -hmm. That's the only way you change this dynamic, is you address yourself. For me, one of the things I try to do when I go get glasses of water would be, what's being exposed here? That's one of your phrases. Mm -hmm. What's being exposed in me here? Why am I taking this so personal? What do I really... What am I really trying to get across? What's, how am I not being clear? How you know? Ask some yeah. good questions of, is this even that big of a deal? <laughs> is this something that needs to be dealt with now?
1: Yeah, valid, because so many times we make it mm-hmm. things more of a deal than what they are.
0: And when yeah. I can ask those questions while I'm drinking a glass of water or taking a time and walking around the block or just sitting outside or just removing myself for a moment, when I come back in from the time out... I have a better chance to be able to come in and say, okay, here's where I think I was off on trying to express this. Mm -hmm. Because again, you have to add this last component. When I'm trying to express my wishes, my wants, or my desires, that is entirely different than actually getting them. Yeah. But it's a process of self-validation and growth to be able to express them and then work through them with the feedback I get. Because we want it to be collaborative ultimately in marriages. Mm -hmm. And for that to happen, there has to be choice on both sides.
1: And to go back to your initial wording of this about overreacting to my spouse's overreactions... You leaving the situation to go get a drink of water, or a spouse just becoming silent, stops the domino effect. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it ideally, ideally, I mean, someone mm-hmm. could, someone could be silent to try and hold themselves, and then their spouse t- gets ticked off even more, and just. Starts lightening even more,
0: right? Because that that can easily seem like stonewalling.
1: It, it could it could mm-hmm. seem that way. Uh, obviously, body language comes into this. Mm-hmm. We talk about words, and they mean things. And there's a lot of nonverbal communication as well. So the nonverbal communication coming along with this absolutely can make someone explode as well. Um, so you got to take all that into to mind, right? I'm sure that there's people listening right now that have gone through this same scenario and they and it's still escalated.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it will. this, And that's where the fi- one of the, the phrases we love here at Passionately Married is the marker of a great marriage are two people that recover better. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because we don't do this well all the time. You and I don't do this well all the time. We have our dust-ups sometimes quite frequently.
1: Yeah, not so much anymore. No, but,
0: but there can be... But They're not high on the, the scale yeah. as far as volatility, but there's still elements of expressing of things between us. It's like, wow, we would have not done well back then. But it still bothers me or it still impacts yeah, you. Absolutely. And I still have to recover from that. Yeah. And that's the ability of recognize, we don't do this perfectly Mm-mm. because I... I have a ton of schooling and a lot of work in the whole world of communication skills, but when I get cross with you or you don't go in the way I want you to go, all that stuff's out the window. I don't just like I, I statements and hold on, you made me feel this. So therefore I would, I don't do that formula stuff. I just get hurt <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and either lash out or run. I mean, that's my tendency. Yeah. So it's seeing it as, okay, the process of all of this is this is a natural process of our developing. And when I can see it as such, the best in me has the opportunity to step up and claim my part in it and then approach it differently next time. Mm -hmm. And knowing full well, when I'm trying to change a system and I change my dance steps, sometimes the dances are very, very short. But that's okay. I invite them back onto the floor again. Yeah. And then again and again. And we usually get longer and longer dances. As the better we get. Yeah. Because then we can read each other. And it doesn't, it, we don't take it as personal, but we can keep, we can keep the problem, the problem and not us become part of that problem. Yeah. I don't know how long it's been since we've had just topical shows. It's been with, a hot just minute. With you and I. Yeah.
1: It's been a minute.
0: Um, So it's fun to, it's fun to do deep dives, I think. And some of the, just the concepts and ideas, cause it's a refresher for me and for us. To,
1: okay. Oh Yeah. yeah.
0: That's still going on there. I, oh, I can see that there. Because that's the thing of when I look back at what goes on in my day or my weeks, I know the areas that I felt short or I've overstepped or, well, do I have the courage to look back at that, look at the surroundings around it and unpack the elements of, yep, yeah, all right, that makes sense there. All right. Because the more I do that, the better I handle things in the moment. Because mm-hmm. we won't always handle them well in the moment. We can shorten that gap between when something happens and when I actually handle it better Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) just by being more and more aware. Yeah. Well, if you got some feedback for the show, or if we've missed something, uh, or if you just got something you want us to address, let us know 214 702 9565 or feedback at passionatelymarried.net transcripts are available on each of the show's notes on each of the episodes pages also all our advertisers deals and discount codes are available on each episodes pages at passionatelymarried.net so please consider supporting those who support the show however you've taken a little bit of time out to spend it with us thanks for listening and we'll see you next time